Hello world! Welcome back to my one-person podcast, The Bible Abridged. Today's episode is brought to you by Dietin Barbershop. It's a barbershop, right here in Brooklyn. How majestic. They cut my hair, and I bet if you asked them, they'd cut your hair too. So anyways, on to the main event. Samuel 7. When we left off last, the ark had just been returned to Israel, and yep, that's how the story starts. Samuel made an announcement that if everyone would just destroy their idols and totems, too much children, less crazy gods, the one true God would finally liberate them from the Philistines. Which, they weren't occupied by. I'm starting to think of the story of them being oppressed by the Philistines is actually more like they've been forced to live near the Philistines and it pisses them off. Either way, Samuel took the reins of leadership over Israel and told everyone to cry and scream to God to save them from the Philistines, and Samuel set a baby lamb on fire because God loves the smell of burning flesh. Luckily, there actually was a Philistine army that was nearby and about to attack, but then they got scared off by a thunderstorm, a thunderstorm that may or may not have had anything to do with God. Samuel used this chance to have the Israelites, who were apparently suddenly not only emboldened but also armed, go and attack the fleeing Philistine army, and they certainly killed a lot of them. They slaughtered them all the way to a point below Bethkar, which means nothing to me, but I'm sure it was impressive where they would have written it down. It doesn't mention either the Philistines were all still all covered in tumors like they were last episode, but anyways. Samuel then named the stone that was sitting somewhere around the region Ebenezer. He named it after Ebenezer Scrooge, and you can tell that the people who wrote the story didn't speak to each other because the stone at Ebenezer was already mentioned last episode, which happened before all of this. Um, Anyways, Samuel helped keep the Philistines at bay and convinced God to do the same. Samuel 8. Well, Samuel ruled into his old age and then made his sons Joel and Abiah take charge, but they were corrupt and took bribes and whatnot, so a bunch of the old people, for some reason, old people always get to decide who runs the country, told him to get with the times and appoint a king. Well, Samuel decided to go have a chat with God about this, and they both got really dramatic. Samuel was like, God, they don't like my sons because they're corrupt. They don't like my way of doing things, just because it's not working. Then God comforted him and said, No, no, it's not you they don't like. It's me. I brought them out of Egypt like 50 generations ago. And then I didn't kill all of them or even most of them. And they just decide that they want a king that they can see? Fine. Fine. Give them a fucking king. But before you do, just remind them of what kings do. So Samuel went and told everyone that having a king would be terrible. A king will take your sons and make them fight in wars and make your daughters bake bread and make perfume. A king will take a tenth of your stuff. He'll take a tenth of your crops, your money, your vintage, your animals. The people didn't seem to mind, as this was already what the priests were doing, and they continued to demand a king. So God, or a voice in Samuel's head, said, Listen to them. Give them a king. But first, Samuel demanded that everybody go home because he was mad. There was a Benjamite, which you might remember as a tribe of, that Israel went to war with a few generations ago. I guess they were allowed back into the nation of Israel at this point. Anyways, this guy's name was Kish. Kish had a son named Saul, who was tall. Handsome and tall, this Saul had it all. Kish sent Saul off to find his runaway donkeys, and Saul and one of his slaves went and searched high and low for these donkeys, but couldn't find them. After searching all day, they came across Samuel. 
Samuel was apparently chilling with all the regular folks before returning to the temple for his fancy dinner away from all this riffraff. When Samuel first saw Saul, God, or a voice in his head, said, This guy's perfect. Make him king. Samuel then invited Saul to come eat fancy dinner with him, away from the riffraff of those regular people, and also assured him that his donkeys had been found. Samuel went and had his cook cook up a fancy meal and invited 28 other people, who apparently didn't need to be named here. And after dinner, Samuel and Saul hung out on his roof, and he gave Saul the news. Samuel 10. And then he dumped olive oil all over Saul's head and sent him on a strange adventure. When you leave here, he said, you'll meet two men near Rachel's tomb who will let you know they found your dad's donkeys. Then you'll go and party with some guys near a big tree in Tabor. After that, go to Gibeah. There'll be a shitload of people just dancing around, playing instruments, and speaking gibberish. Suddenly, you'll start speaking gibberish and change into a different person. Once that happens, you go and do whatever you see fit. Then go to Gilgal seven days later. It will set animals on fire because God loves the smell of burning flesh. Well, Saul went about all this, and after he spoke gibberish, he ran into his uncle, who scolded him for being away from home for so long. Saul just told him that he was looking for them donkeys, and that they were found, and left out all the other far more important facts. Well, suddenly... The people started shouting about their new king and how no one could find him. Then God, or a voice in someone's head, said, No, no, he's over there being tall. See Saul being tall? That Saul has it all. He's hiding in the crowd, but not really because he's so much taller than everybody else. The people started shouting, Long live the king! I'm sure Saul's uncle was a little shocked or at least a little confused. Samuel 11. So now we fast forward a little bit. Uh, the city called Jabesh was besieged, and the Ammonite leader, Nahash, you remember the Ammonites, the people that have been erased from existence twice at this point, well, they're back with their new leader, Nahash, and he had one simple demand for the city of Jabesh. I will make a treaty with you, he said, if I can personally gouge out every single person in the city's right eye. <laughs> it's just the kind of shit people did back then, I guess. The leaders of Jabesh were like, um, give us seven days to decide and sent messengers out to contact Saul. Well, Saul was just plowing his field because nobody told him that kings don't need to do stuff like that anymore. And uh, two messengers came and told him the news. The idea of a foreign ruler gouging out every single person's right eye in one of his cities was apparently the spark Saul needed to just pick up his oxen, chop them into little pieces, and send them around Israel saying, follow me and Samuel, or I'll do this to you as well. Well, within days, Saul formed an army of 300,000 people, about the population of New Orleans now, and started his march at Jabesh. And the messenger snuck back into the city of Jabesh and told everyone what's up. Then they told the Ammonites to hold on tight, saying they'd surrender the following day. Well, that night, the Ammonites went to bed with dreams of eye gouging and sexual assault running through their heads. But before dawn, they were rudely awakened by Saul and all of his men just sweeping through and slaughtering almost all of them. This turned the public opinion that was already for Saul, from last we read, to Saul, being the king, which he already was. Saul then went to Gilgal and renewed his kingship, which is a thing he needed to do, apparently. And he set animals on fire because God loves the smell of burning flesh. Samuel 12. Well, after this, Samuel decided it was time to say goodbye to the people as their leader told everyone that he was ready to atone for everything he stole or anyone he cheated while he was a leader, but nobody had anything bad to say about him. And if they did, they are probably too scared to say it. He then made them swear that he was totally cool <laughs> and on the up and up, and they all swore that he was. Then Samuel told the crowd 
the stories of different leaders who had saved Israel in the past and included himself in the stories, but in the third person. After this, he told him to keep following his religion, otherwise everyone would die. And that is it for this week. Come back next week for more thrilling stories about Saul. It actually gets pretty good, so don't you worry. In the meantime, why don't you swing by Dai Tin for a haircut? <laughs>